Welcome to Millennials and Money Cafe, where we create events to empower, inspire, and motivate millennials to love, live, and matter. I'm your host, Marilyn O'Malley, and I coach millennials who are highly sensitive and creative entrepreneurs and professionals who struggle with increasing their wealth, unhealthy relationships, and feeling unsafe being seen and heard to stand out with confidence, to find healthy and passionate love, and to live a turned-on life while manifesting more money without sacrificing themselves. You can find more about me and listen to the Millennials and Money Cafe podcasts on MarilynO'Malley.com or you can find our Millennials and Money Cafe on iTunes. And today I want to introduce you to an amazing, brilliant, and very inspiring and motivating uh, guest, Sean Caldwell. Welcome, Sean. Thanks. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited what you're going to share with us today. So everyone, Sean is the owner of Charlotte Print, a graphic design printing and direct mail company, providing startups to seasoned businesses with direct response marketing services. He has experience in all aspects of design, branding, and promotion. Promotion, I'm sorry, with the goal of helping small businesses make a great impression. Sean, by the way, by way of his industry connections and Charlotte's print, Prince um, proprietary technology, I'm sorry, has been able to reduce product costs by nearly 25% while offering a product line nearly twice more than the competition. Prior to launching Charlotte Print, Sean served as the founder and owner for Global Marketing Mavens, where his efforts were instrumental in spearheading the adaptation of internet and mobile marketing for small business businesses nationwide. Sean Caldwell holds a Bachelor of Arts degree in Criminology from Johnson C. Smith University. He is the organizer of one of Charlotte's largest networking organizations and often often mentors small business owners nationwide on branding, design, and promotion. So, Sean, I welcome and um, I, I wonder if you would to, if you would share your story uh, with our audience here about um, how you got to where you are, your successes today, and um, you know where you came from, so people can relate, you know that guy's. Who, who you are. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, I, I was the A student that worked for the C student. Um, by that, I mean, I, I went to college, um, earned every distinction you could. I finished school early. I was at the top of my department. I interned at all of the top agencies. Um, yeah, I did pretty much everything you could uh, to position yourself to be successful post-graduation. I was very fortunate to um, to be appointed to the United States Probation Office as uh, the youngest probation officer in our country's history at the age of 21. Um, and and I, while that sounds really impressive and, and nice, 
Um, it was it was in my time there that I realized that, uh, like I said, I was the A student working for C student for the C student, and um, you know one of the, the 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 biggest challenges for folks who are uh, particularly millennials who are hypersensitive and and ambitious and driven and you know success oriented is the fear of failure, and so uh, I was one of those people who. You know, was on was in the same boat. You know, was I mean, just petrified to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And I learned that um, very quickly that that wasn't going to really get me where I wanted to. And that the folks who were making all the mistakes were having the most fun. They were advancing <laughs> the furthest uh, and experiencing the most success. Uh, and so it was then that I realized I had to, I had to shift my uh, focus from you know. Um, just always been correct to finding the correct answer, and that's a that's an important distinction to make um, for anyone that's in business or looking to get into business because you don't have to have all the answers; you just have to find it. And I was able to do that through a mentor of mine who told me, you know, hey, you've got the rest of your life to work. Um, why don't you do something that you're going to find? Uh, meaningful, that's going to help you make an impact. And that was really uh, what propelled me to move from corporate America uh, into small business ownership. And so uh, I, gosh, what was that, 2006, um, quit my job, or not 2006, 2010, um, quit my job, high paying government job right out of college. Mm-hmm. Parents thought I was crazy. Girlfriend at the time thought I was crazy. Uh, and I, I went for it. And mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I had a lot of failures along the way, um, but I think it was those failures that really helped position me to experience the success that I did today. So uh, I think if, if there's any message that I could share is that um, it's okay to be wrong, um, but that it's important to learn from your mistakes quickly um, and move on um, because that's really where the learning is. That's really where the growth is. Um, and that's really where success comes from. Mm-hmm. Well, because because the success let let's uh, explain that a little more. Success comes from the growth, right? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Uh, absolutely. Yes. So it's it's the process of doing something, getting a result, rather good, bad, or otherwise. And then learning from that and moving forward, figuring out how to be better at it. And, you know, in school, they teach you not to make mistakes, right? You know, yeah. score 100 and, you, you know, you're smart. But in business and, and I think in life, um, it's, it's just not practical, right? People, people constantly change. Business is fluid. And so you have to be uh, able to adapt really quickly. And sometimes it's not perfect. And you have to learn how to live with that and manage it. And, you know, maybe put your emotions to the side and, and just do what you need to do to get things done. And that's a tough thing to uh, to deal with, you know, especially if you're just starting out or, you know, if you've got a, um, a corporate job and you're used to just you know having to do things with perfection every time. It's a tough thing to do, uh, learning to just deal with the mistakes and learning to deal with disappointments of of, uh, of running a small business. Mm. And so, um, I, I, a couple things. One is like um, what I heard you say too is like 
you know, in school, we're, we're not, we're taught more to memorize. We're not taught how to think. Mm-hmm. And in business, you need to know how to think, how, right? You need to learn how yeah. to solve problems, how to think, how to see things from a lot of different perspectives. Um, and there isn't just one way to do something versus like we're taught in school. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. And then, so the other thing, it was like, so how did you pick, pick the printing business? So I'm like, how, is this a passion of yours? How did you, so when you left, and also I want to ask, did you leave corporate without bridging into this business? Or did you just take the leap and say, okay, I'm going to go find something? How, right. did, what was your process? So in terms of my process, I, uh, as I mentioned, was very fortunate to have uh, a mentor who uh, who basically taught me about money and, and capitalism and business. And uh, what he told me was to find a problem and solve it, and somebody would pay you for it. And it's you know it's a really simple concept, but it really is how business is done. And so at that time. Uh, there was a, a huge shift in the amount of business that was being done online, and in particular within informational products. And so, uh, I saw an opportunity there. Um, was doing some affiliate marketing, so folks who had you know, you know, eBooks or even physical products, you know, I'd sell those to people nationwide, and and I'd earn a commission that way. But um, it was really the skills that I gained from from that that I applied to small businesses that you know need the same things. They need to position themselves online. They need to stay in touch with customers. They need to get people to come to events. So um, was able to apply a lot of those skills um, to the um, my the uh, the um, digital marketing business. Excuse me and. Uh, and that was really where I got my start. Um, and, and beyond that, uh, was very, very fortunate to structure a strategic partnership with uh, one of the United States' largest food service distributors. And they helped us get our mobile apps into the hands of restaurants nationwide. I mean, it was probably, I think, 165,000 restaurants. And so it was from the proceeds from from that is what allowed me to um, to transition into the printing. And so, I, I guess the question is, why did I get into it? Um, a, it was a growth, a growing industry. Um, there was a a large shift in terms of how people purchase printing products. With the second, with the economy the way it was. Uh, there was a number of people who were looking for change in profession, and so one, a lot of people wanted to go and start their own business, and so people needed things like that. Uh, and then the third is that um, it was just different. It was something that I didn't really understand. It was something that um, that I could could be, uh, you know, new in and and just really take advantage of things without any sort of preconceived notions. Being a millennial. Digital marketing, you think, okay, I know websites, I know text message marketing. With printing, it's like this completely different media, and I didn't really have any idea, you know, what 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 I was really getting into. I just knew that it was <laughs> an opportunity, and uh, that uh, that I think we we could do some really cool things in helping small businesses. So that was kind of kind of how I got into that business. 
Yeah. And how, and how long have you had this business now? A couple of years now. Uh-huh. So it's, uh-huh. it's just been two, since 2013. Uh-huh. And are you enjoying and, uh, it? I am. I, I really enjoy it. Um, I, I think what I like most about it is, you know, with direct, with printing, it's tangible. And so because of that, it engages the senses in ways that you just can't accomplish with, um, with digital things. And so, for example, one of the things that I really like is creative marketing, uh, really just smart, clever, direct mail marketing in particular. So like we're doing um, a direct mail campaign where we're going to send like money and like letters, like letters with money attached to them and like this is all fake money. It's like monopoly money, by the way. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, we're sending that, and we're sending like some um, like plastic nickels and dimes and quarters. And it's the let, and we're going to send a sales letter that's going to uh, basically let folks know that we want to work with them and that you know working with us they can earn some money and grow their business. And so we're going to send that in a tube, and it's got you know again it's got chains that's shaking around in it. So the person <laughs> that gets it on the other end, think about it, right? How often do you get a tube that makes noise in the mail, right? Probably never, right? right. And so uh, they're going to open that. They're going to be excited to see we've got a good message, and it's it's a play on money and monopoly, and so it's fun and uh, things. Things like that, I, I get really excited about because it's it's a little bit different than you know the, the traditional business card or flyer or T-shirt that we typically print, um, and so it's just a really cool experience that we get to we get to um, ride with our our clients in, in some of their marketing campaigns. Yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds. It sounds like you're very creative and innovative. Um, you know, you're thinking about how to do how to take an old way of creating relationships with people in business and and make it new, bring it up into this, um, you know, up to date. That's uh, not just a regular letter, but um, so this this takes. You know, one of the things we want to touch on. I think we're there. We've already been talking about it, but let's let's uh, make sure that. We're covering what you want. So how do you get people to do business with you? So one is be right. innovative like you, like reach out and, and, you know, wake them up in new ways, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I, I think the, the, the biggest thing is um, make, make that person, make the recipient of that marketing message feel good about doing business with you. I think any, any way you can do that, um, you give yourself a, a good chance of closing the deal. Um, so it's really important that, you know, when we, when we're marketing to people that we really keep them in mind, you know, I think, um, you know, and r- real estate agents are, are notorious for doing this. They do a lot of sort of self promotion, right? So you see the realtor and they've got right. the car with their picture on it. And, you know, it's, you know, it's cute. It feels good to say it's my agency, but you know, the person that's receiving that card could care less about you. Right. What they care about is, can you help them sell or buy a house for a great price? Right. Right. So instead of focusing on what you do, focus on how you can help that person accomplish that particular objective. Right. And so, um, because that now they care about working with you because they feel like what you got their best interests in mind. Um, you're going to help them solve a problem. Um, and that's, that's what attracts people to you. And I, I think that's a really, really important distinction to make is that, 
Um, you, you, you should make people feel good about working with you um, before they do business with you, while they do business with you, and, and afterwards. Um, I think if folks can, can really hone in on that, uh, you know, they'll see, they'll see some, some differences in, in terms of how people interact with them. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah, I think we, I think we forget that we, we forget about our client. We're worried about us getting versus the giving. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And they, they don't really, you know, like I said, it sounds pretty cruel, but you know, they don't care. You know, people want, they, they calling you to solve a problem. And if you can very clearly, succinctly, do that, they'll give you money for it. It's very simple, right. but uh, so much we, we see folks want to you know tell people how bright they are, how talented they are, their credentials, and they don't you know pe- our customers don't want to hear that. They want to know, okay, that's great, you can do those things, but how are you going to help me? You know, and I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind um, when when trying to get people to do business with you. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, and then so. What types of people should you work with? You should work with, I, I call it marrying up, right? So if you're the smartest person in your room, in the room, um, you need to be in an, another room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, I right? love that. Well, because how do, how do you grow? How do you grow if you're not challenged? You know, if you're not introduced to new people, new ideas, new experiences you you know it's very difficult to uh to grow and to develop into the person you want and one of the best ways of doing that in my opinion anyway is to marry up find people who are more successful than you find a way to create value for them so that they'll actually care to work with you and do whatever you can to stay around them as long as you can okay and so mm-hmm. so, so i'm going to jump in with a, so how because i'm sure you know Remember being a perfectionist. I remember being a perfectionist. Oh my God, to get around other people, I'm in a room and I'm and I'm the least um, successful in there. I am feeling like there is nothing I have to offer these people. What? Yeah. How do you counter that? Yeah. Well, a lot of it is positioning, right? So the person that sees you at an event, they don't know that you don't know anything. They don't know that yet. Um, and so I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm certainly not suggesting that you, that you fake it, uh, or lie. There's nothing wrong with, with being confident, with being assertive, uh, with engaging people. Um, because that's, that's really, that's, that's what, what, you know, the most successful people I know, that's what they're looking for. They're, they, they want someone, they want to be around people who are winners. Mm-hmm. who are aggressive, who are ambitious, who work hard. And mm-hmm. so if you if you're standing in the corner and you you know you're timid and you got your head you know head bent down and mm-hmm. these guys are sharks. Mm-hmm. They're not even they're like there's no chance. Mm-hmm. You know, opposed to if you're you, you know you get to an event, I always like to get to events early. That way I can always make friends with the with the organizer, right? And then that person will introduce me to other people who uh, are influential and and it just makes the conversations go a lot easier but but in that conversation that's where the real magic happens it's right. and it's not like you know hey I'm smart I've got these credentials it's you know what is it that you do what do you need help with how can I service you yeah so and so be that, genuine about it 
Right. So, mm-hmm. so for people to think, because I, I have been in this position too, it's like people, those people that are, you know, that what you call marrying up that are more successful than you are, are people, are real people. They care about relationships. They care about people. It's not, but they're dedicated and committed to their, to being successful, to, you know, getting what it is that they desire. And I think that uh, what you're saying and what, what I know to be true too, is like when you walk, you know, in order to walk into that room and, and not feel like you're the, the smartest cookie in the room or the most successful in the room, it means you are committed to up-leveling um, your business, your life, and they respect that. Mm-hmm. They w- mm-hmm. will respect that and that you're willing to show up and be real and and bring whatever you have to bring to the table, right? That they're, that I think this is Absolutely. an important, important um, thing that you're sharing, Sean, uh, with a lot of the millennials who particularly are, are going, you know, just starting out in their business. We, we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen. And, um, and the other point too, that I want to, uh, that I just thought about when we were talking about, you know, who do you, uh, um, you know, working with in the marrying up, a lot of people will hire, who they've gone to school with, all, you know, their friends will start doing, you know, so it sort of stays the same there. You're in that same, you're in their comfort zone. Let's create a business together. Um, and so does that work or, you know, is there something to look at there that might be uh, beneficial for them on deciding whether that would work or not work? I, I, I live by this motto that you, it's it's easier and better to do business than become friends than it is to be friends and then do business um, because there's 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 there is an emotional attachment right it's you know we're we're friends we have a relationship it's it's not based on business and so if you mess up. I might be mad at you, but you're still my friend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you do that in business, people will fire you, right? So, so I, I I prefer and I encourage folks to earn earn the right to be a person's friend after you've done good business, right? So after they feel good about you, they trust you, um, you've proven yourself to be dependable, then then we can talk about you know, let's, let's grab a drink or let's, you know, hang out and have dinner. Right now I feel better about it. Right. Cause you know, before if we're friends and you, and we're friends and we go into business and you make a mistake, well, I'm not looking at you as a friend, I'm looking at you as a partner or, or an employee. And I've got to address that accordingly. Mm-hmm. And so in that context, that may mean something as extreme as firing someone uh, or some sort of verbal reprimand. Um, and so then, but beyond that, I still have to deal with you as a friend, right? And so, you know, how does that relationship play out, right? How comfortable are you around someone after they've told you you've done a bad job at something? Um, you know, how does that affect that relationship? And so to me, frankly, I prefer to keep them separate, but if I were to do business and have friend and have a friendship with someone, I would do business, 
develop that relationship first and then look to uh, develop an actual friendship after. I think that I think that's good good advice and and I think um, um, I I also just want to add in here too because um, you know you are a male talking about uh, business from that male perspective and so when you're talking about marrying up in the the atmosphere of the room you're using a lot of masculine terminology <laughs> so I want to just say you know women you can go in it it's a di- it can be a different thing it's that's not, right that's right you know it's not as cutthroat but you have to think but but also it goes with this friendship thing you know women are connectors and you know a lot of times here's the th- one of the things that when when we're dealing with business you know, relationships are great, but at the same time, too, you have to think business is business, and a certain sense of focus needs to be on that versus on the relationship. You know, it, unless your unless your business is all around relationship, but then then that's your work. But on the whole, you have to start thinking a little bit differently, and and so um, you know, not hiring your girlfriends or your best friend to to, you know, do your branding for you or, or, you know, come in and be your uh, partner or whatever is not necessarily um, just because it feels good or it would make them happy. (laughs) Um, You know, you really like, you know, hire the best people that you can hire who are smarter than you and do, you know, the best job. I think that's, that's what you were saying. So, so with women, it's, you know, get in there and make, you know, create relationships, but it's also, you have to separate out the relationships from the, the goal, the, that's right. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, so what, so Sean, what is the most important skill to learn in business? To me, it's, it's understanding this distinction that you are not in the business of what you do you you in terms of your technical the the technical thing that you do right so the guy says i'm a plumber or the person that's a hairdresser right that's what you do um that you're a technician of that trade um what you are in the business of is the business of marketing what you do and again that 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 goes back to the point of uh, focusing on the customer and not on you um and and right so the you know the person goes out and they get all of the certifications and the trainings and the uh the degrees and so they they feel highly qualified and 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 entitled to opportunities and uh what they find out is that um it's, it doesn't happen that way um as much as we want to think that you know the person that that works the hardest or, or that, you know, is the smartest person is always the one that gets gets the opportunity. A lot of times it's the person that position themselves better to get that opportunity that 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 it happens for them. And so uh, just learning how to market what you do um, is is I think so important because it's what it's what keeps um, food on the table, right? It's it's if you have good marketing um, and your services or your service or your product is not the best. Um, good marketing can make up for that. Um, if you don't have uh, a product or service, good marketing 
can help you generate buzz for that product or service that you plan on developing. Um, and, and it really is what it's what keeps keeps a business going. If, if you don't have leads, you don't make sales, you don't make money, you don't have a business. And so a person can't know how skilled you are as a technician if you have it marketed to them properly. And so I always tell folks that, you know, while you may be very skilled in your profession, um, the person on the other end won't get a chance to know that if you haven't attracted them. And the way you attract them is through good marketing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, nobody will know you're there unless you let them know, (laughs) (laughs) right, uh, what your service is. Yeah. Yeah. So getting in front of them. Um, You also were going to share... about how important leveraging is. Yeah, right. So I, I think that's that's one of the um, the fastest ways to to grow is, is the use of leverage. And we're talking capital. We're talking expertise. Um, sometimes people time their contacts, right? So. So if you're a person that's wanting to get started in business, but maybe you don't have the name recognition in the marketplace, you know, finding a company that does, that does have that recognition, that does have that authority in your market, um, and finding a way to partner with them on a project can instantly boost your credibility and, and, and bring you into expert status. Um, secondly, we do a lot with um, leveraging um, our partners contact. So we do things like endorse mailing. So, um, you know, we'll set up a partnership with a graphic design company and, um, you know, we'll offer to, you know, print them up some free print materials. Um, and, um, and we also include a sales letter and we'll tell them, Hey, look, if you help us promote our business, um, you know, we'll give you free products so you get to see firsthand what kind of work we do. We'll also offer you a referral commission. And we even go as far as sen- in sending them a letter to send to their clients. So that's a way we leverage other people's contacts to get more business um, expertise, right? So if there's someone who, um, you know, who's really knowledgeable about uh, something that, that, uh, that you're interested in, you know, how can you partner with them to, to get them to share um, so that you can, you can benefit and they can benefit? Um, and so, you know, we do a lot of, um, of joint marketing uh, events where we'll do workshops with, you know, online companies. And so we talk about how to marry the two together, both on and offline. And so um, we're both, you know, getting business, right, because we're getting in front of people, but we're also um, cross-promoting each other, so we're, we're attracting a larger audience. So, so there are a number of ways that that you know someone can leverage um, someone's expertise, their time, their contacts, um, the capital. If you if you if you need that, um, and it's really important, um, especially if you're just getting started, or if you don't really have uh, much of a name in, in in your market, you can really take advantage of of leveraging someone else's credibility um, to really grow a, a business and do it in the right way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Smart. Very smart. Yeah. And creating relationships, creating a team. I think this is really important too in thinking about leveraging is, um, and, and that you brought up, you know, is um, 
uh, also we're a community. You're not meant to do your work alone. Um, you know, we're, we're meant to work with each other and doesn't that make it so much more fun (laughs) and meaningful? Like you're, you're help, you get to help, uh, other people while you're, while you're, uh, helping yourself and, you know, it just expands and it's, it's, um, um, can be a a really powerful time. People coming together for, to create change. Absolutely. And I think, I think one, one last point to that is um, leveraging um, allows you to um, shorten up the learning curve, right? So you, you get to bypass a lot of the mistakes that go along with starting and growing a business, right? Because you've got someone who's been there, done that. And so they, they, they can help you um, bypass some of those hurdles, which, you know, um, especially if you're just getting started, are, are going to be tremendous because you don't know what you don't know. Um, and so what, that's what costs you money. It's what costs you time. And so anytime you can, can partner with someone else to achieve a particular outcome, um, you're really going to set yourself up to, to shorten that learning curve and, and get to where you want to be a lot easier and a lot faster. Right, right. Um... And so uh, another thing that we were talking about that you, um, I thought you brought to this conversation was um, what you learned from the school of hard knocks. Yeah, well, I learned, I learned a lot. <laughs> Is that a whole it's, separate show? <laughs> yeah, it's, you had to take a deep breath on that one. It's, uh, there, there's, there's so much that I've learned from failure. Um, I think the biggest thing is just staying focused, right? Knowing what you want and and just going for it. Um, so many, so many times, people give up because they're worrying about the how, right? So, how am I going to pay for this? You know, how am I going to get this person to work with me? You know, when am I going to do this and that? And you know, while that, while that, all those things are important. What's most important is that you stay focused, right? So when I was getting started, again, uh, you know, I have a degree in criminology. I didn't take one single business class. I, you know, I, growing up, I had little small businesses. We'd sell candy and lemonade and things like that, and, but um, nothing, you know, not a, certainly not a full scale business. And so, you know, I had to learn on my own. I had to learn the hard way, and. You know, it was really tough. There was points when, you know, money was really tight and, you know, I'm like eating ramen noodles. <laughs> um, uh, there was times when, you know, I'd, I'd have really nice clothes and nobody to show them off to because, you know, I couldn't get people to work with me. Um, and so I just learned a lot about myself and, that, you know, I was doing everything for the wrong reasons. You know, I was doing it to be liked, to be well-received. And, you know, instead of doing it to, to, to create value, to solve problems. And once I realized that and I stopped focusing on, you know, all of the, the reasons why things weren't happening for me and, and, and you, know, what, you know, my shortcomings, um, things things begin to quickly change in the, in the other direction and I be, begin to have some success. So I'd say, you know, really probably the, the biggest thing I learned was just to stay focused because it's so easy to get caught up in, 
you know, what's what, you know, why things go wrong, um, you know, you know, timing issues, just anything that comes up. Um, if you're not prepared for it, you never experienced it, it can be really discouraging. And so uh, for me, that was really important just to stay focused. Um, and I, I, I know that, it, you know, had I given up, I would have never, ever forgave myself. Um, and I'd be thinking about, you know, if I was still working in, in corporate America, I'd still be thinking about, you know, what if, what if I took that, that you know, took that, that step on faith and, and really followed that thing through, you know, what, what could I have been, what could I have accomplished, what kind of legacy could I have left? So th- those are the things that, that, that come with it. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just through it all, just stay focused and, you know, at some point it'll, it'll happen for you. Um, but, but, but never give up. And regardless of how, uh, how tough times are, um, there, there are brighter days ahead and you never know if you ever give up. So just keep fighting. Mm-hmm. Those are good words. Good words. So, um, and, and keep committed, <laughs> keep fighting and keep committed. Um, so thank you so much, Sean, you have really, um, served humanity well here today served our millennials and um is there uh number is there any last few words that you'd like to say or or inspirations or motivations or um share some oh i know you have something to share uh that yeah uh, we we have uh, go ahead we have a um our let's can hunger campaign and uh, we've partnered with a local nonprofit organization to um, collect canned goods in an effort to feed families for Thanksgiving. And so if there's anyone um, in the, the greater Charlotte area, uh, we've got uh, collection bins set up at uh, Regis, a number of Regis offices throughout the area. Um, and we're just looking for canned goods, non-perishable items. And our goal is to feed 100 families. So um, we, we really need some help, and if you can and, and are able, uh, we, we greatly appreciate your support. Um, anyone that, that's interested in that can contact me directly. Uh, um, I'll give you my email. It's info, I-N-F-O, at charlotteprint.com. Great. And uh, how else can they find you on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn? Yeah, yeah. so you can connect with me directly um, if you – uh, go into the search bar on LinkedIn and just type in Sean, S-H-A-U-N, Caldwell, and uh, you'll find me. Um, we're also, the comp- my company's also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you just do a search for Charlotte Print, uh, we'll show up. And you can also uh, learn more about our company and some of the things that we do at uh, www.charlotteprint.com. Great. Yeah, I, I and I love I love the uh, let's can hunger. That's very clever. <laughs> That's a good one. And you you sound like you're very clever and a very uh, successful um, uh, person, and um, and going to be doing many successful things in your life. And I really appreciate you sharing with us today. And um, hope you'll come back again, and we'll have uh, some more conversations and everybody go look them up and and you work you don't have to be in charlotte to work with you correct you can you work with people all over the world yes 
Mm-hmm. We we do business um, nationwide or not nationwide um, in, throughout North America. So okay, uh, from Canada to uh, um, to New Mexico. Okay. All right. So uh, check out his site. Um, there's really interesting. Have a conversation with him. See see how you can partner up and leverage, maybe leverage your business already. All right. Thank you, Sean. I really appreciate it. And thank you, everybody, for being here on uh, Millennials and Money Cafe. And we'll see you soon. <laughs>